Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America Babylon and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. All right, everybody, it's that time again. We're doing a live show tonight, Tuesday, July 19th, 2016. And we've got the Warriors in the house tonight. We've got Ministers Carla Butad and also Sheila Zalinski. Ladies, welcome. How y'all doing tonight? I'm doing Wonderful. great. Pleasure to be on with Carla tonight. We're really looking forward to the program. Thanks for having us on. It's an honor. Folks, we're in for you're in for a great treat tonight. We've got not one, but two warriors for the Lord Jesus here with us tonight. They're going to have the mic uh, for the next two hours. And ladies, um, you can go anywhere you'd like tonight. Uh, also, want to let people know we do have open lines. If we have time, we'll take a call or two if you need prayer. Got a question or comment, you can dial in tonight at 917-889-2745. But before we get started, ladies, for those that may be tuning in for the first time and have not heard you speak, would each, each of you take a few moments and uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves and give out your website information, please? You go ahead and start, Carla. My website is CarlaButad.com. That's my name, C-A-R-L-A-B-U-T-A-U-D.com. And my email address is the same, my name, at gmail.com. You can go to the website and find out about me, find out about upcoming meetings, find out about uh, past teachings that are posted on there and things like that. There's also a PayPal if you'd like to make any donations or any donations. (laughs) It's very easy to do with the PayPal. Praise the Lord. We'll give that information again later. And Sister Sheila, tell us about yourself and your ministry. Well, for those of your listeners that don't know, so I have a daily radio show that I do I broadcast Monday to Friday on WINB and also MixLR. I see you're tuned in from MixLR too, Shannon. So daily program, 6 p.m. Eastern, and that's at WeCanDividualani.com. And actually, Carla and I do quite a few shows together. We do deliverance. Now, when I say deliverance ministers, I just want to make it clear for people, well, as you've learned, Shannon, not all ministers do two-thirds of the ministry of Jesus in healing and deliverance. So it's just, it's easier than saying Great Commission apostolic ministers that do all three-thirds of the ministry of Jesus Christ. So, you know, a lot of people don't do it. So we don't exclusively just do deliverance, but I just want to make it clear because I get emailed on that a lot. Like, what's this deliverance ministry thing? So we cover the gambit, we cast out demons, and we're commissioned to do it. So it's a pleasure to come on the program and talk about a really exciting book. It's a compendium that Carl and I have put together, I think is really going to equip the saints tonight. Praise the Lord. And with that introduction, ladies, I'm going to step back and turn the mic over to you. Welcome aboard. Well, I want to just start off, you know, one of the biggest things Carl and I have come across in the last few years, and this became really evident why we put the book together that we did that's all available for pre-order now. It's called Power Prayers, and it's subtitled Warfare That Works. Warfare is really crucial, Shannon, especially because we're living in such unprecedented times. I mean, look around us. There's so much going on. And so this book was really like an antidote to the kingdom of darkness. You know, people talk about weapons of mass destruction. Well, let me tell you, this is an ICBM to the hosts of hell, let me tell you. So it became very clear to us with all the deliverance requests and the healing and the prayer requests we get, we thought we really need to address this and show people, equip the saints on how to do battle. You know, a lot of people say, Shanna, well, let's leave prayer to the prayer warriors. It's like they think they're a separate group of believers. No, if you're a believer, you should be warring in prayer. But a lot of people don't really know how to. They don't really know what to pray. So we've kind of put this compendium, and I think it's very timely considering the times we live in. It's a comprehensive, very practical, easy-to-use arsenal, really, is what it is, of powerful scripture-based prayers and decrees 
to overcome influence and opposition from the hosts of hell. And it includes warfare prayers for many different areas. Maybe later on in the show, we'll go over the table of contents, including Satan's attack in, we'll give you some examples, area of finances, relationships, healing, bondage, generational curses, other curses. So with this total sort of culmination we've put together, it really gives believers the tools to empower and equip them. And I think that's really important so that they can start releasing the blessings and favor of God in their lives. Wouldn't you agree, Carla? Yes, they need to uh, be able to start releasing the power that is in them. If they have Jesus Christ in them, they have the same power at their disposal that Jesus did. But I found out when hell came to my house in 1997 that I did not have a clue about the enemy. I was a born-again Christian, had a strong prayer life, but I, I didn't know how to fight the enemy. In fact, nobody ever even talked about the enemy. We talked about God. We talked about Jesus. We talked about Paul. We talked about Paul. We talked about Paul. I mean, we hear all of these things, but when the time comes, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We've got to know how to enter in to the spirit realm and start having an effect where it's taken place in the first place. This is what I tell people. If you don't factor in the enemy, then people have a tendency to make God responsible for everything, tragedies and goodness alike. And for many years, I mean, I just, it's almost blasphemous to me to blame God for a lot of things that the devil is doing, but because we don't understand how the enemy works, we think that these things are coming from God so that when we come under these attacks we're sitting there saying god where are you god why are you letting this happen to me i mean i do this and i do that no when that time came when hell came to my house and i started pounding the gates of heaven for god's help he said to me one day why are you coming to me with this and i was flabbergasted i said well who else is there lord And then he reminded me of when Moses had his back to the Red Sea and Moses was trying to calm the people down and God interrupted him just like he interrupted me. After he said, why are you coming to me with this? He asked me a very pivotal question. He said, did I say to you that if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed that you would ask me to move your mountain?" I had to think about that. It's Matthew 17, verse 20. And it says, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say to the mountain. But what we do when a mountain comes into our life, we're asking God to move it for us. And he can't because he's given us that power and authority to do it. And he said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Same thing he said to me. But raise up thy rod. You'll find that in Exodus chapter 14 around verse 13. But raise up thy rod and speak to the children and tell them to go forward. So see, God had to start training me how to fight the battle. And so when Sheila and I spent some time together last summer, we realized that we both get requests all the time for us to pray for people. And then after I pray, they say, oh, do you have that written down? That was so beautiful. And I said, no, I mean, I was just praying that from my heart. But what we came to the conclusion of is people don't know how to pray. That's just basically, they don't know how to pray or they are afraid to pray for fear that they might pray the wrong thing. There can be a wrong way to pray, but it says in James that if you ask and and you don't receive, it's because you've asked amiss. Don't worry about praying wrong. I've learned a lot of the things that worked for me in prayer by just, hey, I'm going to give this a shot and then make it known to God. Actually, there, there are three sets of scriptures that God taught me how to pray because people say, well, you can't pray that way. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Shannon, can you look that one up and read that? Proverbs 3, Absolutely. 5, and 6. All right, we're going to go there now. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 mm-hmm. says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. 
and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. How hard is that? To acknowledge God in all your ways. That's one area that we as Christians fail. We take care of things we know how to do, and we just go to God with the big stuff. No, he wants us to trust in him and in all our ways acknowledge him. You can start from the very beginning of a situation and bring God into it, and you would be amazed at the difference how it will work out than if you just jump in and do it yourself. Okay, the second set of scriptures is Matthew 6, verse 25 through 33. Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto a stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Okay, that's another area that we fall in. We are so worried about, I mean, you think about it. I had this conversation with my son when he got out of college. He was so worried about finding that job, finding that woman, finding that house. I mean, he was so worried with all these things. And I told him one day, I said, you know what? You are trespassing on God's property because the future is in his hands. So I compared it to a wagon wheel. Verse 33 that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness is the hub of a wheel. The spokes are all the things that we want and that we work so hard for, that we desire to have in life. And most of the time, that's where we spend our energy is getting that stuff. Okay, so what holds the wheel is the spokes. But if you don't have the hub in place, the spokes can't be in place. So we're going at it backwards. We need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, acknowledge him in all of our ways, and he'll direct our path. He will provide. It says that if we do that, these things will be added unto us. Not earned, not bought, added. That's another area that taught me God does not want me worrying about these daily things, but put my mind on him and he will add those things to me. And I'm telling you, my whole life long, he has done that. Now, the third set is Philippians 4, 6 and 7. We're going to go to Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Welcome aboard. If you're just tuning in tonight, we're live with ministers Carla Butot and Minister Sheila Zelitsky. Okay, the verse says in Philippians 4, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. He says, be anxious for nothing again. In that reading, it said, be careful for nothing, but be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So how can you pray wrong? If you say, Lord, this is the way I'd like for this to happen. And let me give you a biblical example of that. Abraham, when he was sending his servant to find a wife for Isaac, before he came into the city, before he entered the city, he stopped. It says that he said to the God of his master, Abraham. See, the servant didn't have a relationship with God, but Abraham did. So the servant, because he wanted to be sure that he got the right woman for Isaac, he stopped and he said, I speak to the God of my master, Abraham. Let it be like this. Let it be when the women come out to draw water. 
let the one that you have chosen for Isaac say unto me, when I ask her for water, let me draw the water for you. And I will also draw water for your camels. Let her be the one. And in those scriptures, it says, before he finished speaking, out came Rebecca. And she drew the water. And she also said she would water the camels. And he knew right then that she was the one that God chose because it happened just like he made the request. So don't be shy to make your request to God. When my stepdad was dying, um, he had cancer. And my brother and I were talking about the condition that he was in very near death. And I said, yes, I am praying that he will die in the recliner in the TV room and not die in mama's bed. And my brother said, you're not supposed to pray like that. And I said, well, the word says in Philippians 4, 6 and 7 to let my request be made known unto God. And if it says it, I believe it. And I do what it says and get results. And you can too. Listen, in Ephesians 3.20, it says, Unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think, according to the power that worketh within you. We have power given to us. It says in Luke 10.19, Jesus said, Behold, I have given you power over scorpions and serpents and over all all the power of the enemy. So why are we not using it? It's time for us to begin to use the power. But in this book, actually, it's called Power Prayers, Warfare That Works. Prayer is different than warfare. I knew how to pray. I didn't know how to do warfare. When you pray, you address God. When you do warfare, you have to address the enemy. And that's what we have not been taught how to do. In the church, we get very little instruction about the enemy or how to deal with him when he comes. Listen, we have an enemy and we're living in times where this warfare is intensifying and we must begin to engage in the warfare in the spirit realm by addressing the enemy and you will start seeing results. Well, and in the physical, think about this. We wouldn't put up with this. We wouldn't let some guy knock our door down, beat us up, you know, mop the floor with us, steal our stuff. It's like Carla would know this living in Texas. These boys that say, you just come and try to get our guns, come and take them. Well, we ought to have that kind of attitude towards these hosts of hell. We have superior weaponry. So why don't we apply the same attitude? Just come and try it to the devil. You just come and see what happens. I mean, Carla said that word, be not anxious, Shannon, as you read in the scripture, we live in unprecedented craziness. The economy Mm -hmm. is crashing. Mm -hmm. Black life matters. You've got these militants, the shootings, the lawlessness abounds, terrorism on every. ISIS ought to be afraid of Christians exercising their authority because somebody who knows their authority They know they have superior weaponry. We're given it. But sadly, you know, it it breaks my heart because the church, for the most part, it's this glorified, sugar-coated, cotton candy social club with no power. It's anemic and gutless and weak. And when I think of the words that are synonymous with the New Testament church, they were bold and they were powerful. And that is our role model And so we need to understand that these threats that we're dealing with, they're in the spiritual realm. That's why we need to learn to bind and loose and send out warring angels. But our angels are unemployed. That's really sad to me. You know, ladies, it's true. this is so true. You know, when Jesus preached the gospel, there were signs following. He preached the word, then cast out devils and lay hands on the sick and they'd be healed in Jesus' name. You don't see that going on today. In many churches, in fact, I just read an article, ladies, I think it was yesterday, that the United Methodist Church here in America has just ordained a lesbian to the pastorship. A lesbian, folks. Mm -hmm. The Episcopalian Church already went down that road, and now it's okay. Get married to the same sex, put homosexuals into the the pulpit. Now the Methodist Church seems to be following suit. Where's the binding and loosing going on that you ladies are talking about? It's not happening out there in the mainstream churches out there. 
And we're in trouble as a result because the enemy is getting a foothold in the churches. And his job is to kill, steal, and destroy. And he's destroying many of the denominations out there if they don't wake up real quick and repent and get into the battle. And I'm going to tell you, folks, prayer makes a difference. It says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. But you've got to know how to, to pray and pray strategically and put into those prayers commands and standing on the authority Jesus has given us to bind and loose and then you're going to really tear down Satan's kingdom and affect some changes. Binding and loosing works. Let me give it back to you, ladies. This is good tonight. Shannon is so right. It's time that we acted like soldiers of Jesus Christ instead of these weak, anemic Christians. A sh- soldier doesn't win by hiding in offensive mode. No war was ever fought like that. So it's time that we start warring against the real enemy. We're not fighting flesh and blood, as Ephesians 6 points out. So supernatural powers of the forces of darkness require supernaturally empowered believers. And the only way that we're going to stand against the wiles of the enemy is to be armed with not just the Word of God, but to know how to use tactically these strategic plans. You always say, Shannon, reporting for battle. You know, people say, well, I'm still waiting on God. Well, God is waiting on you people, and it's not about saying some cutesy little prayer. The point that Carla brought out that is so important is praying is addressing God. Warfare is addressing the enemy. And Shannon, that is the biggest thing that is missing in people's prayers today. They're praying to God, God, please do this and please do that. And as Carla said, God said to her, you know, why are you coming to me with this? Well, one day I was screaming to the heavens and waving my fists up and saying, why are you not dealing with this? You know, why, God, why? Why, God, why? And he said, why aren't you doing something? And so it really is a similar thing. In the physical, again, we would not put up with this. So why are we doing this? Well, I think there's a lot of reasons for that, that people are afraid, aren't they? Yes. And let me tell you that in Romans 8, it says that all of creation groaneth, waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. A son of God is going to know his position. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We know who we are in Christ. We know what Christ has given us and what he wants to do through us. And we do that. The reason it says all of creation is groaning, let me tell you, our creation is taking a beating just like we are. If you don't think so, look at the hurricanes, look at the tornadoes. Can you imagine how creation feels when a tornado comes through and strips every leaf and every limb off of a tree, breaks it in half, pulls it up from the ground? I mean, we don't think about the you know trees having feelings, but it says that all creation is groaning, waiting for the sons of God to manifest and stand up. Listen, God gave us dominion in Genesis 1:26. He said, "Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let us give them dominion over the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, the cattle and the creeping things and over all the earth." You know what? When I read that, I got excited. He has given us, you know what dominion means? To rule and reign. That's what it means. It doesn't mean to sit around and go, oh, well, I don't know if I should do that. I don't know if it's God's will for me to do that. He gave you dominion. Look, you know, the unregenerate man they're using, they've set up harp. They've set up CERN. They're dumping stuff in these chemtrails. They're taking dominion. It's just like the Tower of Babel. They took dominion and they started building that tower and they were going to build it all the way up to heaven. And God had to confuse them because he knew that whatever they set their mind to do, they can do it and they are doing it. So why, as the church who has this power, not using it. Listen, I took Dominion. There was the nastiest storm brewing. I had to go someplace in Beaumont today, and I'm telling you, it's a nasty looking storm. I took Dominion over the weather. I bind damaging lightning, damaging hail, damaging winds. I forbid the formation of tornadoes. I bind the witchcraft, the death and destruction and violence in that storm in the name of Jesus Christ. I say, peace be still. Isn't that what Jesus did? 
He did. He said, peace, be still. And the wind and the waves obeyed him to the point the disciples said, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? Well, listen, you can do that, too. We don't think we can do it, and we're afraid to do it that we might offend God in some way. But let me tell you, it's just like a dad who has a little toddler boy, and he sees that little toddler boy pick up a ball and a glove and and start throwing it and make that daddy so proud because he's acting like a baseball player. God would be proud of us if we would begin to stand up and do these things. Another thing is they are afraid. Like I say this sometimes because people are afraid of this principle that God gave to us. When you say the words, calling those things that are not as though they were, a certain ministry comes into people's minds. And sometimes because that particular scripture has been misused, then Christians shy away from it, which is a trick of the devil to keep you from using that principle that God gave to us because Satan has taken it and began to use it for his kingdom. No, we should not be afraid to use the things that God has given us in his word. I'll tell you another one that really I just get every time I hear it, I just want to scream. But people say, You better not be addressing the devil. You say the Lord rebuke you. Even Michael the archangel said the Lord rebuke you. Well, I've got news. We are seated with Jesus Christ at the right hand of God the Father. That is our heavenly, divine, authoritative position. The angels are below us, just like they are below Jesus Christ. And so that was said, he was quoting Michael the Archangel from the Old Testament when they were fighting over Moses' body. We're not in the Old Testament anymore, y'all. We are in the New Testament. God didn't change, but his covenant did. In the Old Testament, God was the lawmaker, the lawgiver, the judge, the jury, and the executioner. But Jesus Christ came. And he gave us the power and authority to preach the gospel of the kingdom, to cleanse the lepers, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, and to cast out demons. That's what he told us to do in his name. It's not us. People say, well, who do you think you are? Well, I'll tell you who I am. I am a daughter of the Most High God, and he gave me power and authority over all the power of the enemy. And if you don't know that, you better learn it because the day is coming, folks, that you're going to need to exercise that power. And I love in Ephesians 3.20 what Carla said. Think about this, folks. When she said it's not going to rock God's world if she comes to him and says some immense prayer because he says, you know, he's exceedingly able to do abundantly more than we can ask or think. So, you know, what area are we even doing that subduing the earth, ruling and reigning? It sounds like a cutesy phrase, but, you know, Christians haven't been taught this stuff. And as we said, it took an onslaught from hell. We didn't give the devil much attention, but when he started giving attention to us, well, that's just it. But everybody on Fear Radio, Shannon, you know this well, talks about all the scary stuff going on, and we need to know about that, yes, but we need to do something about it. And I didn't get the memo where it said that we don't have dominion over the earth. So when God says we have dominion, Carla and I are pretty literal thinkers. Well, we're going to exercise that authority. You know, the witches, they'll come right out of the gates and teach yep. other witches. You know, if we, Carla and I got invited into a coven of witches or joined a Satanist club They'd be showing us how to take dominion right off the hop. But sadly, these churches, who's talking about any of this stuff, spiritual warfare? You know, they don't even think Christians can have a demon. And I always say to people, you know, they say, well, you know, it's all under the blood. We don't have curses anymore. Well, let me tell you something. If we didn't still have curses, why are we still aging? You know, you can say all day, well, it's under the blood. I don't have any generational curses. No curses here. Nothing to see here, folks. Well, if your stove's on fire and you have a fire extinguisher, you could say all day, well, I have a fire extinguisher. It's okay. Then all of a sudden your house is engulfed in flames and it burns down. 
you have to appropriate what God did. And, you know, we wouldn't think nothing if somebody phoned you tomorrow, Shannon, and said, well, you've just been left an inheritance. You'd go down to that bank in a heartbeat. Yet we are living so far below our privilege, below our inheritance. And that, to me, is a slap in the face to what God did at Calvary. So I think that's really important that people understand. And that's really why we're so excited about this book, because it's very simple, easy to use arsenal that really puts all this stuff together. And I I just think it's a real blessing to equip the saints with this. I was going to add to that, that God had given me a prayer to protect myself from the kingdom of darkness because of the work that I do. Okay, so when I hear of somebody experiencing hell, I send them this prayer. So this lady says to me, well, do I have to pray that every day? And I said, well, listen, when the disciples said to Jesus, teach us how to pray. He said, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, he didn't say, give us this eternity, our daily bread. No, give us this day. Every day is brand new, and every day you should. I mean, don't you get up and put your clothes on? Well, how different is it? You're, you're covering your physical body. You need to cover your spiritual body. You need to cover your family. You need to cover the ministry that God has entrusted to you. Because let me tell you, the enemy is out to devour it and them and you. So do you want to pray it every day? I think so. If you want to survive, we better be praying it every day, folks. I mean, the word of God says, be sober and be vigilant because your enemy, Satan, is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That means that's active. That's what he's trying to do against each of us right now. Look, Carl and Sheila, he was trying to do that in my own life, and I was saved 10 years ago. Raised in a Christian church, both my grandfathers, ministers. I can remember the church from the age of four, going to Sunday school. And I was ready to meet Jesus should I die. But you know what? I was in bondage. I was being tormented. I was about ready to go to a, a shrink and ask him, can you give me some psychotropic drugs? Because of the mood swings and depression I was battling. And that wasn't what God intended for me. But I was under a generational curse. And I prayed and sought the Lord and said, God, what's wrong? And he spoke to me in a dream and said, you and your brother Damon have a generational curse you need to break. My father would die a year later, taken out by a generational curse. You say, but can that happen to you as a Christian? Absolutely. Christians have demons. Christians have curses. We have a lot of things that we're carrying around with us until we deal with them. We take back the land in Jesus' name. And we've got to be praying every day because it it doesn't stop when we become a believer in Christ. That's the beginning. Then Jesus needs to get us cleaned up, and he wants to teach us how to fight. And we have a command to go out and do likewise. Preach the gospel with signs falling, and he tells us to take back the land. Right now, the enemy's got control of much of the land in our lives. And it's going to continue that way until we fight back. You know, it's one thing to know what the enemy has planned. That's good. It helps you act a little bit more strategically to oppose his plans. But folks, it requires action from our parts. And if, if we're not actively praying using our authority to bind and loose in Jesus' name, fighting back. It says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he shall flee. If we're not resisting the devil, which requires participation on our part, the enemy is going to take us out in premature body bags. How many people are dying before their time? Before I give it back to you ladies, you know, as you're talking tonight, there's some people out there that say, hey, I believe. I just don't know how to pray. Well, folks, That's why this book is important. You get it because it's going to give you some prayers that you can pray and then you can add your own in there. And now you've got a battle plan. But I want to, some years ago, a person brought my attention, Carl and Sheila, to a verse. I'm going to read it briefly. It's over in Numbers. It's 33, 50 to 57. Numbers 33 says, And the Lord spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When you are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, Okay, God had brought them out of captivity. He was delivering them, and he was fixing to take them into the promised land. It says, Then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and destroy all their pictures, and destroy all their molten images, and quite pluck down their high places. And ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land, and dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it. And folks, that's a picture of the battle we're fighting today. The inhabitants of the land are these demonic spirits, the spiritual wickedness in high places. 
And what you know it, as I'm reading the word, across the street they decided to start sanding a piece of metal. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> we bind that in Jesus' name. Folks, Carl and Sheila are preaching the truth tonight. We've been called to occupy the land that right now is presently occupied by evil spirits. You know, Sheila, you bring up a lot of times what's going on in this country. Not only in this country, but the world. The New World Order is in control tonight of much. And why has it gotten to this point? Because people haven't resisted binding and loosing in Jesus' name. It says, but if ye will not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall come to pass that those which ye let remain of them shall be pricks in your eyes and thorns in your sides and shall vex you in the land wherein that ye dwell. If we don't cast out these devils in Jesus' name, break these curses, if we don't begin to pray and bind and loose in Jesus' name, folks, the very land that we were meant to occupy, those demons are going to remain in control. And it says, there'll be pricks in your eyes and thorns in your side and shall vex you. How many people are being tormented tonight because they're not praying and doing warfare prayer and standing in the gap for loved ones? How many people have died before their time because there was nobody to bind and loose in Jesus' name and to attack the host of hell to push them back and resist them? It says, resist the devil and he shall flee. We're called to have our part in this battle. Jesus says, in my name, you shall cast out devils. He didn't say he was going to cast them out for us. Some people think you become a believer and Jesus cast out all your demons. I can't find that in the word anywhere, Sheila and Carla, but I can find no, that it's not in there. we can appropriate healing and deliverance at the cross, but we must act. We've got to meet certain conditions. We've got to cast those devils out. We've got to close those doors in Jesus' name. We've been called to break those curses and stand on Galatians 3.13 in Jesus' name, but it requires action from our parts. And some of you just have never been taught this. I wasn't taught it growing up, unfortunately. And I was in the church my whole life. But you know what? Praise God. God's opening the eyes of people tonight that, you know what? There is hope tonight. And that, yes, you can make a difference. Binding and loosing. One man, one woman can make a difference. Doing what Jesus actually told us to do. Using the keys of the kingdom to effect victories. Now, the war is not going to be won until Jesus comes back. Okay? But we're going to fight many battles between now and that time. And we can win those battles or we can lose on the battlefield. What's it going to be tonight? Are you willing to take action tonight? Do you believe what Jesus says? I give you power and authority to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. Will you bind and loose tonight or are you waiting for someone to do it for you? Because folks, if you're waiting for someone to do it, you're going to be waiting till you go to the grave or Jesus comes back first, whichever comes first. Because people aren't doing it. Churches are not doing it. And that's why we're seeing mass casualties on the battlefield, nutrition rates that are high. People are dying left and right of cancer out there tonight. People are cutting themselves and committing suicide. People are turning to psychotropic drugs because there's no other help to be found. Because they haven't been taught the keys to the kingdom tonight. With that, I'm going to throw it back to you all before I break off in a micro sermon. You'll get me fired up. <laughs> get well, Shannon, those fired up too across the street, Jen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in Bali tonight, folks. You might hear anything, even a dog on the street. Keep going. Well, I want to bring up a point that you mentioned Um there, I believe, I have come to believe that the great falling away that is spoken of in the Bible is not that people are going to fall away from the faith, so to speak, but they are falling away from the organized church, the denominational churches that have limited God and, and Jesus because some churches even say that the, the works that Jesus did died with the apostles. I mean... That's an antichrist spirit. If you're in a church that is against the Holy Ghost, if, if you're in a church that tells you that speaking in tongues is of the devil, you're in trouble. And because of this, people are leaving the churches. You know what? Church is fine until you run into a problem that in the church, in, the, in Acts, like Sheila was saying a while ago, they dealt with their problems. They dealt with people's demons. But I even heard not long ago that somebody jumped up in the middle of a church and started stripping off their clothes and what did the pastor do he called the police the guy has a demon but they don't know what to do with the <laughs> demons when they start manifesting but i'm telling you something we're going to start seeing manifestations of demons in churches and people don't know what to do with them and all you have to do is say i bind you in the name of jesus christ you know, you don't have to wrestle them, bind them, call on the angels. You know, we have been given tools. We've been given the name of Jesus. We've been given binding and loosing. 
And let me just explain that in case nobody knows what that means. Let's just say you have a loved one and they are the most godly Christian man you've ever known. But in the privacy of his own home, he's throwing rage fits and you know, battering the wife or whatever, these things go on and people hide them because they don't know what to do with them. You know, then you find out about it and you think, well, gosh, and he was such a good Christian. I wonder what happened to him. Nothing happened to him. Well, it's what didn't happen to him. He didn't get deliverance. He didn't get those demons cast out. So all you can do if you don't get them cast out is live with them and try to manage them. Sooner or later, they take you over. If we do not drive them out in the name of Jesus, it says they'll become pricks in our eyes, thorns in your side. Paul had a thorn in the flesh. What was that? A messenger of Satan sent above him. Folks, these are demonic spirits. They will sit there and it says, Moreover, it shall come to pass that I shall do unto you as I thought to do unto them. Folks, this is not an option here. If you want to live, if you want to survive, you must fight back in Jesus' name. You must begin to attack back in the name of Jesus, or you're going to be in defense mode till the day the enemy takes you out in a body bag. Let me give it back to you, ladies. Well, this is why I think we're not getting our prayers answered, because, you know, we're asking God to do something that he already gave us the power and authority to do through Jesus Christ. A lot of people, again, they say, well, you know, I can always pray about it, I guess. It's like it's a last resort, and it should be a first resort. Prayer is powerful. And Shannon, you mentioned curses, you know, generational curses. Well, people have a really hard time even sometimes connecting with God. They might feel unloved and reject that spirit of rejection. There's so many things that can block us from coming into the fullness of who we are in God because of the fact that we actually come in with a boatload of curses, let me tell you. I am fed up with Sunday fun day and your best life now and your feet up on the rail, sipping a latte in church, listening to three hymns and preaching out of the Reader's Digest. We need to start exercising our authority. And again, you know, when you come in with these boatload of curses, unless they are, trust me, coming out of a 10-year therapy practice as a psychologist, had more degrees than a thermometer, and I can only take people so far because of the fact that when you have a demon, they need to be cast out. You can't counsel them out. You can't, as you said, Shannon, these psychotropic drugs. Do you know that 70% of people in America are hopped up on these mind-bending, mind-altering pharmacia? That's sorcery and witchcraft. So that is only adding to the already the demons that people have. So get them all hopped up on pharmacia. That is not a good mix. So people need to get rid of these areas of bondage and afflictions. I mean, people are in fear right now. They're unemployed, the economy, they're oppressed, they're afflicted. I mean, marriage and the church, my gosh, what is wrong with this picture? We have a 60% divorce rate, and that's included in the church. What is wrong with this picture, right? You know, ladies, I would ask the question tonight. Folks, are you tired of what the New World Order is doing? They begin to bind and loose. Is your marriage under attack tonight? It's time to bind and loose. Is your child on drugs and cutting themselves? It's time to bind and loose. Are you being attacked at night as you sleep? It's time to bind and loose. Are you under a financial attack? It's time to bind and loose. Sheila, Carla, Jesus has given us the answer in his word. The keys to the kingdom. Bind and loose in Jesus' name. And you may say, I believe, but I don't know how to pray. Folks, that's why you're going to get this book. That's why God has put it on the heart of these ladies to put together a book to teach you how to pray. And ladies... It's not just asking the Lord to do something. No, it's using our authority in prayer. When someone needs healing, do you say, Lord Jesus, please heal them? When someone's manifesting with a demon, Lord Jesus, please cast out that demon. Is that how the Lord would have us to pray, ladies? No. He told us to do it. I want to share a testimony of a guy that had listened to, I've taught it on uh, Omega Man and on Sheila's show as well, about the enemy's camp. You know, a lot of people are in financial devastation. They're being stolen from by the enemy, but they don't know what to do about it. And so when I was crying out about this, God showed me 
what was happening and Satan had posted these demons underneath the windows of blessings. I had an open vision of those windows of blessings and God was pouring out blessings on his people. But Satan had put a big old demon under those windows and he was funneling that stuff over to the left and just below the windows of blessing. And he had stored up in that camp houses, vehicles, promotions, vacations, children, mates, all kinds of blessings that God had been pouring out to his people. And then then Satan was taking it. So uh, when I saw that, I bound Satan. Here's the binding. I bind you, Satan. I rebuke you and render you powerless. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to loose everything you have stolen from me. I loose the warring angels to go and bring all of that stuff that Satan has stolen from me, not only from me, but Mike and his bloodline, my mother and daddy and their bloodline, everything that's been stolen from us, things we know about and things we don't know about. And I call it in to the house of Butad. Well, this man listened to this testimony. He began to use that principle and it has transformed his life, his financial life. Doors opened that had been shut Things begin to open up. His finances are flowing. And, you know, he's so excited about it that he sends me a monthly donation because he's so appreciative. But that is what God wants us to do is to quit letting the devil beat us up, rob us, steal our kids, ruin our marriages, rot our house down, break down our cars. All of this stuff is from the enemy. So it's time to get vigilant. You know what it says in Matthew eleven twelve: From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. And that word violent means vitally active, energetic, and forceful. The vitally active, energetic, and forceful take it by force. And force means going after it and not stopping until you get it. You know, we get discouraged. We start whining. We're asking God. We're, we don't know why God is letting this happen and all these things. No, he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. And he wants us to succeed. Listen, everything in the kingdom of God has to do with multiplication and increase. You don't see one place that God says, you obey me and I'll rob you blind. Or you obey me and I'll kill you with cancer. No, it's just the opposite. Paul said, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Now we go right back to Matthew 6.33. But seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. That will prosper your soul. And when your soul prospers, you're going to prosper in health. You're going to prosper in your finances and in every area of your life. You know, we I think we have 35 prayers in there. And we've given people examples. And then you can take them and just kind of model your own. But after you do this and you get the confidence built up to start doing it, you're going to see power in your life. You're going to see, for example, I mean, the devil was mopping the floor with me for years. I mean, I wish I had had this book 20 years ago. But I'll tell you what, when I first started taking authority and dealing with, well, Shannon, you know this, you had generational curses. I had so many curses that I came in with. You know, we don't know what our families do in 10 generations back and probably all the way back to Adam and Eve. So we have no idea what's in our family. And so I had come in with all this stuff. I was going around the same mountain. I always felt like I had a black cloud over my head. When I got deliverance from all that, I'll tell you what, then it was unbelievable. These aren't Carla and Sheila's prayers. These are Holy Ghost inspired prayers that you can start using. Very easy to use. And and we'll give you an example, the table of contents. I don't get out of bed with doing our morning warfare prayer. We have a prayer for the nation, a prayer against evil systems in America, a prayer for your your school children, your teen, a, a child being bullied, prayer for prodigals. Maybe you have people in your family that aren't saved a prayer for healing. We could all use that. Jesus shed every drop of his blood to set us free. Why are we living afflicted with different infirmities? I mean, I really believe that infirmities and sickness, it's all, I believe it's spiritual. And we should be praying over our meals. 
I don't think I know anybody that takes authority over, you know, we can speak neutralization to GMOs, chemtrails, harp, weather modification. We're getting bathed in a toxic soup with these cell towers and the smart grid and our smart meters. I mean, we have the ability to speak neutralization to all this psychotronic weaponry. So we have prayers for that in the book. Traveling, when you're in a hotel, you're flying on a plane, we have a bedtime prayer. Prayer for marriage and against marriage blocking spirits. Conflict, we deal with poverty and lack. Cleansing possessions. I mean, that is huge, what we bring into our house, the cursed objects. We have a prayer concerning bondage. There's many people addicted to all sorts of stuff. So a prayer concerning breaking blood covenants and oaths. You'd be surprised how much that affects you. A prayer before and after surgery, prayer against satanic attack, prayer concerning soul ties, and a prayer concerning forgiveness. And then at the very back section, we have specific prayers on how to break generational curses, how to deal with Jezebel, Ahab, the curse of the bastard, the spirit of the bride of Satan, curse of the firstborn, curse of death, incubus, succubus, that is... You know, people are getting manhandled, Shannon, and yet yes. no one knows how to deal with this stuff. So, you know, the major curses people are dealing with and show you how to get set free. You know, ladies, I'm excited about this new book that God had you all right, because there's many people out there who are now starting to realize, hey, you know what? If I don't get in the battle, who's going to get in the battle for me? Nobody. But I don't know how to pray, folks. This is going to show you how to pray. It's got sample prayers for you there. Prayers you can put together from the day you get it. Begin to do the binding and loosing in the warfare prayer we've been commanded to do. Sheila, Carl, let me give it back to you. Well, and Frank Marzullo just very quickly mentioned something, and I think it's really important. We actually talk about this. Do you have to know the name of a spirit to deal with it? So we have a little section in that, and I think that's really very, it's so powerful, and especially a prayer right in there concerning binding and loosing and examples of it. And, you know, it grieves my heart, and I think Carla will agree, that people are so desperate for a move of the Holy Spirit, Shannon, that they allow any spirit into their congregation nowadays. you got the spirit of kundalini, leviathan spirits everywhere, and nobody is using discernment anymore. And the word is a discerner. So what we've done is we've taken scripture and we've infused it into this. And again, it's not just about addressing God. That's part of prayer, addressing God. Warfare is addressing the enemy. So we fuse these together into a very effective and powerful book that I think is going to, I don't think, I know this is going to transform lives. Amen. I believe it too. You know, sometimes you get these emails of of things that people are suffering, and it's just so serious right now, the, the world that we live in. And people, you know what, I always say that people, even Christians who go to church every Sunday, they're a good member of their church, they love their pastor, love the congregation, but then they come up against something that they're not finding help at church for. So what do they do? They start Googling and they'll, you know, they'll see something going on and they'll think, you know what, this has got to be spiritual. This is, I mean, if I didn't know better, I would think it was a demon. So then they start Googling around on the internet and they end up on these websites that deal with demons. And we're fixing to see it hit the fan with things that are going to be happening to people that there is no other explanation for. It is just straight from the pit of hell. And, and we we must learn how to protect ourselves and our loved ones from these things that are, are coming out. I mean, who would have ever thought that you would go to a firework display like these people did in Paris and have a truck come and run over and kill people? That's the world we live in today. We will never again have the mindset that we can walk into a movie theater and see a movie without thinking of some some demon-possessed person that yeah. has a demon of murder yes. that walks in and starts shooting people to death. Now, that's the world we live in today. So here's another thing that you can do to bind and loose. When Before I go somewhere, Lord, I'm going to the mall. I'm sending angels out there right now to stand around that mall, go in and out the stores and bind any evil that is being plotted there, especially while I'm there. Now, 
you know what? I don't want anybody else to get hurt either, but I can't do it for everybody. This is something we have. I can't brush your teeth for you. You know, you have to brush your own teeth. It's just like that. You have to begin to have the mindset of using the angels before you send your children to school. You stand the angels of God around them shoulder to shoulder. You send the angels to stand around the school that no evil penetrate. Bind the strong man over every teacher in that school. Bind the strong man over everyone who volunteers. Bind the strong man over the people that clean the school and work in the cafeteria and all of that. There are things you can do. You know, that that massacre that happened in that school where that man walked in and just shot those children in those classrooms. I found it very interesting that when he walked in that school, he passed up the first classroom and went into the second classroom. I told my husband, I said, you know what? Somebody knew how to pray. Somebody knew how to protect their children in that classroom. Does that mean they want other people to be hurt? No, but they are doing what they are supposed to do for themselves. But sometimes even this false flag and these shootings, they're orchestrating even saying stuff is happening. Well, I believe that we have a lot of devils at the helm. Some of the, well, the jihadists in the White House, who've got all these devils in the Council of Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission. They're illuminous. They're Kabbalists. They're occultists. These are demon-worshipping hucksters at every level of the highest levels of our military and these departments and our government. We ought to be binding these devils and loosing into these systems the Spirit of the Lord because they're doing it to us, and we ought to be coming against them. They ought to be so scared. ISIS should be just petrified of Holy Ghost-filled binding and loosing Christian, Shannon. You know, um, Carl and Sheila, what you say is so true. I heard a testimony that years back, Hegewish Baptist Church, led by Wynne Worley, who's went home to be with Jesus, began to call people to bind and loose. Now, this is 25 years ago. And they literally stood in the gap, and they put the plans of the Illuminati back by 10 years. The demons testified. Y'all better stop that binding and loosing. Don't you know you shut shut down our plans and set us back 10 years? It was that little church and people around the world doing what you're doing tonight, binding and loosing, which has been lost because I don't hear many people talking about it. The enemy has tried to shut this down because he does not want you to know what the keys of the kingdom are. But people praying stood in the gap for Ronald Reagan. The New World Order tried to kill him so they could put their man Bush in power early. They would eventually get him in. He was the one who announced the, the birth of the New World Order. Yeah. And we could do a whole show on the Bush and Clinton, but uh, oh, yeah. damage that's been done to this country. But they prayed and stood in the gap for man, began to bind in the loose, and the demons were not able to kill Ronald Reagan. We heard that testimony. I believe that's a true testimony tonight. I believe we've got to bind and loose in Jesus' name if we're going to take back the land and our lives and help others out there. I mean, because look, if we don't bind and loose, who's going to do it, folks? Binding means to arrest. In Jesus' name. We're to set people free in Jesus' name. We've got the angels of the Lord that we can loose in the name of Jesus. Send forth, as you mentioned. You know what? I like what I'm hearing tonight, ladies. Because this actually puts some power back in our hands. We don't have to sit there and always be in reaction mode. Waiting for the next attack of the enemy. I want to I want to put something in there. When, when God was teaching me how to fight, he gave me the dream one night of um, David and Goliath. And this is when poverty was knocking at our door. I mean, well, he was in the house. Poverty came in the house. <laughs> and uh, this was like 15 years ago. But the IRS had come in and seized our bank account. Uh, they put a lien on our house. This was terrifying. And I didn't have the slightest idea what to do. So, so we're praying about it and everything. But then one night, God gave me a dream about David and Goliath. And I was David. And Goliath was the IRS. Okay, I woke up real excited because I knew David slew the giant. So I got up and read the whole story. And one of the things I learned was that Goliath, he taunted David. It said that he disdained him. He he said shameful, embarrassing things to him to belittle him and make him feel like nothing. But David turned the tables on Goliath. Because Goliath said, I'm going to kill you and feed your carcass to the fowls of the air. And this is what David said to Goliath. You come with a sword and a shield, but I come in the name of the Lord God Almighty, the host of Israel. And he said, and this day I will 
kill you and take your head and feed your carcass to the fowls of the air. And then he did it. Satan, all he has really are fear tactics. If he can get us in fear, he's already won his battle. We have to deal with our fear. It says that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And it's time for us to have power and have love and have a sound mind. There are very few people in this world today who have a sound mind. They can't sleep. They can't concentrate. It's really sad. Jesus is our peace. And so if we have him, we should have peace. Where are are all these things in our inheritance? Why are they not manifesting in our lives? It's time for us to pick it up, to go and claim those things which are ours. Give details out on this new book. Is it in print yet? And how do people go about ordering a copy? Okay, well, people can, right now, we've got a link on both our websites. So either carlabutah.com, there's an instant link to where they can pre-order it. It is actually being released in August. Anytime in the next couple of weeks, you can pre-order it now. And of course, there's also a direct link there at weekendvigilante.com. If you just scroll down, it says Power Prayers, Carla and Sheila, and just click on it. Do get a copy of this because Carla brought up this great point when we were talking about these weather prognosticators. When there's a tornado coming, you know, people are quick to run in their shelters or get all, oh my gosh, look, it's on the horizon. Well, these guys are, that's what these weather people are, prognosticator. That is a word spoken curse. And we can actually take dominion over the weather. Now, that kind of sounds a little maybe kooky to some people, but, you know, and look at all this stuff in our food supply. I mean, we don't know what we're eating. There's supposedly human meat, and God knows what they're doing with these aborted fetuses at the devilish Planned Parenthood. They're turning us into cannibals. I don't know what, what they're doing, but I'll tell you what, we can neutralize that in our in our prayers, whether, you know, people email me all the time, oh my goodness, I've written my senator about the chemtrails. And I thought, well, why would you write your senator? Why don't you just come against those planes, come against the pilots, speak neutralization to it? You bind those things. We have dominion over all the earth, as Carla said, and I didn't get the memo where we don't have it. I'll tell you, what, we take it literally and we're using it. And I'll tell you what, it, this stuff works. It's warfare that works. Ladies, will you have a section in your book, A Warfare Prayer, on how to take authority over the weather? Because a lot of people are in tornado areas or hurricane zones, earthquake zones, etc. Will that be in your book? Yes, for weather. But you know what? It, it, wherever you live, you can use those same prayers. You just put in, like instead of, um, like we live in, I live in, in a place where hurricanes are a real threat. So I take dominion over the waters. I take dominion over the, the air pressure, the barometer, the wind currents, the water currents, breaking the witchcraft that's being placed on the waters from Africa so that the waters and the winds cannot form hurricanes. And we've had very few hurricanes since Katrina and Rita hit this Gulf Coast. So it, it is having an effect. I send that prayer out everywhere. If you live in California, there are the wildfires. It says that according to the power that worketh within us, so you can speak to the winds, like every time there's a, a wildfire, I say, Father, I speak to the winds in California. I command them to change directions and blow that fire back on itself and put it out. See, get very creative when you pray. It says, make your request known. And I did that. There was a house fire and the fire was moving right toward the propane tank. And the lady called me in a panic. And I'd never even thought to pray this way. I'd never prayed over a fire before. But that was my prayer. The fire was moving toward the house. Father, I speak to the winds right now to change directions and blow that fire back on itself and burn out. And she showed me later, right when I prayed, that fire, the winds changed and the fire was extinguished. Because when you blow it back on the burnt place, there's nothing to burn. Yes, there is one in there, Shannon. Ladies, it's been an honor to have you on tonight. Can I have you all back on? You're a great team. Of course. <laughs> we like each other and we are, we are a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> God is doing some great things with the pairing of you two and individually. And I want to tell you all to keep up the good work. Uh, would you all like to close it out in prayer? Okay. Well, Father, we just thank you for this opportunity 
talk about the principles that you've given us, Father. I just pray that that it has not fallen on deaf ears, but that every seed that has been planted, I call for a supernatural maturity of it to come forth. And I call forth the mighty men and women of God, all those who have Jesus Christ in them. I call on them to rise up in the name of Jesus and stand in the priestly position of power and authority in this earth and begin to exercise those powers that he has given us for the furtherance of the kingdom of God and to push back the forces of darkness from the kingdom of darkness. We thank you that we can still have freedom in this country to mention the name of Jesus Christ, the name above all other names, the name at which every knee must bow. And so we bow our knees voluntarily to you tonight, Lord. We thank you for what you've done for us. We thank you for saving us, for healing us, for setting us free. We thank you for the lives that you're touching. We look forward to having those those warriors that are being trained to come and join us in this fight. In Jesus' name, I bless them. I bind every spirit of backlash and retaliation that would come against them as they step into this new dimension, Lord. And in Jesus' name, I just bless them. And I bless Sheila. I bless Shannon. I thank you for what each of them do, Father. I thank you for the privilege of knowing both of them and for um, the platforms that they allow for your word to go forth in this earth. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Carla, Sheila, God bless you both. Thank you for coming on tonight. It was an honor to have you.